0: And welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 198. I am your host, Blaine Puttbang. and I'm joined now by my co-host, Matt Smith. Hey, How's Matt. Doing? How are you doing? Oh, you know, living living the lifestyle that best suits me. Which it's is the most... Good.
1: It's a pretty good Canadian Forces answer right there. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: Yeah, I just finished hockey practice, so... That's right up there with living the dream. <laughs> No. yeah but at least i got out of the office i got to go play some hockey and i, I can't believe they paid me to do that
1: that's pretty nice of them
0: yeah you know technically yeah. that makes me a professional athlete just saying yeah yeah so uh for this episode uh tregg is unavailable he is uh he's working so uh we're gonna kind of do a quick once over of the jekyll and hyde season that has been the Montreal Canadiens. So we're going to talk a little bit about Seattle and then a little bit about San Jose. We, uh, we've been pretty busy this week, all three of us with, uh, with our day jobs. That's why we haven't been able to put out much, uh, much in the way of content this week, but we're going to do our best here now. So we're going to start with the, uh, the Seattle cracking game Montreal for the first time in a century played a game in Seattle, this time against the Kraken. Last time was against the uh, the Millionaires. Um, the Witch. Metropolitans. Metropolitans. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. Doesn't matter. Um, I'm older now, than I look. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, in that before that game, they did actually raise a Stanley Cup banner for that team. So Seattle put up the 1917 Stanley Cup banner.
1: Which I'm, which I'm cool. With. I was, yeah. I was, I I thought, you know, that's part of their history going on it. What I didn't like was the Jersey did not like that part. The Jersey. Yeah. They, uh, they, they, um, they raised number 32 to the round. Oh, in some, the first reti- game. Yeah. Yeah. Retired that number, their first game at home.
0: Well, I, thought like it was, that. I liked it. I liked it because, you know, it's like, Hey, we, we want to thank the fans cause the fans were part of that. And, you can't tell me that if a player shows up that they drafted and it's like, Hey, I want to wear 32, that they won't pull that down. You know?
1: I don't know. Uh, If I was a fan and it was already retired, I'd be ticked off. (laughs) I just, I just thought their whole, uh, like when I, when I look at, uh, Seattle so far this year, other than they're on ice before other than anything on ice, I still think the best thing that's come out of this year with them has been um, the game against Vegas. When, when, when they had that, uh, that display on the ice in, in Vegas for their first game, I thought that was probably the best thing. I thought that it was, it was very vanilla performance for their, uh, for their opening. So I, I thought that 32 thing was just like uh, an afterthought in my, in my opinion.
0: I, I don't know. Um, I liked, I liked it. I thought it was a nice little nod to the fans and I didn't mind their opening the, you know, the kind of, yeah, it's not this big glitzy over the top thing. I mean, Vegas, Vegas is Vegas, man. Their shows are exactly like the shows you'd see on the Vegas strip. They are glitzy. They are glamorous. It's over the top. It's, all, it's cartoonish even. But Seattle is more of a mellows kind of city. And that's what they went with. Uh, I mean, you got Jerry Bruckheimer running the production. So you know you're going to hit it pretty well. I think they hit the tone well for what Seattle is. And I like, the fa- I like their goal song is a Nirvana song. Like everything,
1: I do like that. I do like
0: that. Everything points to this is Seattle. This is who we are. And it fits them. I like that.
1: For me, I'm just looking forward to the episode of Grey's Anatomy, where like a a Seattle Kraken player comes in, or a fan comes in with this horrendous injury, and only their doctors can save them. And yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Shout out to all the Grey's fans out there.
0: (laughs) Is that still on?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: (laughs) Really? Yeah. Eh, Sure, why not? Um, So that means suck
1: uh, a good doctor. (laughs)
0: now with the stanley cup banner that went up the 1917 banner fun fact seattle beat montreal for that stanley cup yeah so it i like the fact that they put up the banner for the historic reasons but at the same time it was kind of a slap at the canadians
1: but i said it's part of their it's part of their history part of their history it should be there
0: and honestly i felt that you know if the canadians would have won that game they should have gotten the Stanley Cup back for 1917. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Challenge Cup era. Yeah, those counts as the rules, man. Yeah. And um, the game itself, I felt, was kind of a, like a rubber match for the 20 uh, the uh, 1919 uh, Stanley Cup final because it finished two two and one. Uh, they they called it for the Spanish flu in uh, pandemic. Bad Joe Hall passed away unfortunately in Seattle, and they they called the series. Um, so this was kind of like a rubber match yeah and seattle won so i yeah. guess seattle owns the 1919 stanley cup as well
1: yeah the game itself though fast, fast forward to 2021 whew.
0: wow the canadians looked like they were playing in
1: 1919 yeah i told i told my boss i was like i am be tired because i'm gonna stay i watch the seattle game tonight and then i came in he was like was it worth it and i was like it was not worth
0: it. <laughs> I had to teach a class, so I, I I couldn't stay up late to watch it. So I thought, okay, I'm going to teach the class, then I'm going to watch the game, which is what I did. And you did not thank God, much. no, you did not, you did not miss much. no. I got to skip through all the uh, the um, the the commercials and the, the all the the intermissions and stuff. So I I missed that stuff. Yeah. But, well, that, uh,
1: like you look at yeah. that game, you look at that game and it's, it's really been the story of the year. Um Montreal just continues to do it to themselves. And most of the goals that they're letting up, yeah, it's turnovers at the blue line, or it's a turnover off. Like we almost saw it again last night before we get into San Jose's game, but you know, you win a face off and your defenseman boggles the pack. And then all of a sudden you've got a breakaway or a two on one or whatever else. And, that was what that game was. It was just, it was mistake after mistake, after shitty line change, after anything like that. And it was it was frustrating to watch. And, uh, you know, you can't take the penalties they're taking. And I don't yeah. know. But it's been, as you said in the opener, it's been a Jekyll and Hyde season. Because, yes, the, the Canadians are still, you know, towards the bottom of the standings. But the wins that they've picked up, the two wins that they actually have, they've played really good hockey. But then, you know, you look at the first game against San Jose, you look against Buffalo, you look against Seattle, and they look like a fucking awful team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's there's so it's it's a comedy of errors yeah. that's causing this. So there maybe the system is just too complicated, but they're, the guys are not where they're supposed to be. There's no outlet for the defender to make a pass. The breakouts are broken up before you can even get there because they're they're too spread out. And then when they do clump together, they're clumped together right on top of each other. That's right. So there's no actual support. It's just players tripping over each other. Yeah. At some at a couple of points in the Seattle game, a couple of Canadians literally tripped over each other
1: and like i'll cool. give it you know i'll give it to grubauer yeah he played a pretty good game yeah um for seattle that day but he wasn't the reason that the canadians lost that
0: game no he um, made he made a couple of nice saves but uh high danger chances i counted six for the canadians i think natural stat trick has them at uh nine but six actual shots where i thought that could have been a goal yeah. maybe
1: Frustrating game to watch though, especially for oh. all the people that stayed up that late to watch it. Oh god! But it's just, it said it was a comedy of errors. It really was. Yeah. And, and that's really been one of the stories of the season. It hasn't been staying in the game. It's they haven't been in the game.
0: No, they weren't anywhere near being in the game. I know it was one, one for, for a bit of a stretch, yeah. but Seattle controlled the flow of the game from the yeah. beginning yeah. to the end.
1: Yeah. You made a team in seattle who you know what on paper they're not really the greatest team but they you, they made they made the canadians look foolish and it was all off of most most the goals were off of mistakes like the canadians
0: now seattle yeah you're right they don't have a team that's uh that's going to be for the ages that's for sure but they're built from the back end out and by yeah. back end i mean the blue line they yeah. use puck movers to create a transition game now it's not they're not going to be. Um, they're not going to be the next Vegas. They're not going to go to the Stanley Cup final or anything, but they're going to be competitive. And in the next couple of years with the uh, free agency class, that's going to be coming up with a couple of decent drafts. This is going to be a very good hockey club and it's going to be built off of the new format of defender in the NHL. And that's the mobile puck mover, which is something the Canadians are sorely lacking in right now.
1: Very true. They've got some coming up in their system that is not ready
0: quite. They're now. not there yet. Yeah. Um, now that game, whew, stinker. not their worst game, but it's up there. Yeah. Um, it wasn't Buffalo. No, that was disgustingly bad. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but yeah, overall, um, let's just hope that they uh, they avoid more games like that and they play games like they did as they had in san jose so we're going to switch over to the san jose game i felt that they played a freaking far better game there oh not very perfect much so.
1: no it was not perfect jake allen shout out to him oh. is the reason that they walked out with a w like we had some good performances yes they scored four goals but Jake Allen played extremely, extremely well. The Canadians uh penalty kill looked a hell of a lot better than yeah. what it had. However, Allen was their best penalty killer, and he was the best player on the ice last night for the Canadians.
0: Yeah, I, I'm gonna say that Allen should be the first star of that game, clearly. Yeah, he was the reason they have that win. Yeah. Uh, but I and but I I think it's more to do with the fact that he created the confidence. Yeah. For the remainder of the team to be able to go out and take some chances, they look back and they saw, well, this guy's stopping everything. I mean, there were some point blank, all alone tips and leg kicks. He was stopping it all. Yeah. Like, he Which, was incredible. And when it
1: comes to confidence, I'm hoping that his performance last night is going to echo in the in the locker room a little bit. And give the team a little bit more of a kick in the ass going forward is you still have on this Western trip, you still have the Kings and you still have the ducks are both going to be four o'clock games. Yeah. Right. So So, that
0: kind of plays into the Canadians a little bit because the time zone difference for them, it'll feel like a normal start.
1: Yeah. And we already know that Montembeau is likely to play one of those games,
0: probably the Anaheim game, which will, uh, We'll see how he does, but uh, for now, uh, we'll stick to the San Jose game. And now, obviously, Allen, first star, hands down. But the remainder of the team stepped up their game a little bit. Like, like I said, it's not perfect. They made a lot of mistakes, but systems-wise, they were supporting each other much better. They were able to break out much easier because they, they found the right gaps uh the the winger the uh, strong side winger was where he was supposed to be at the top of the faceoff circle so that he can get that pass the centerman was cutting up the middle being uh, there ready for that quick release pass and then they can all move up ice together um san Jose did a, an admirable job trying to break them up on those plays but the canadians were uh, already had the speed built up on the breakout so it, they were able to carry it up and
1: for me, it was nice to see a little bit more of a one and there was no more really one and done. There was the second effort. I thought the fourth line drove the play a lot of the time that they had the puck Um, on the power play. The Canadians were, weren't just going let's fire from the blue line. There was puck movement. They were actually passing the puck to Caulfield.
0: Yeah. There was a couple of um, Petrie made a couple of passes to Caulfield. And one was this little, tap between the legs thing that it really didn't set them up well for uh, success, but it went to them. Yeah.
1: However, uh, it's good to see that they're looking at just instead of just deferring to the big shot from the blue line, hoping it gets through all the bodies They're They're getting, they're getting pucks on that. It looked a lot better than what it had in um, games prior. Let's just say
0: so we'll, we'll, we'll stick with the power play here. Um, their puck movement, I felt, was much better. They yes. still, they still have to work on that zone entry because that, that drop pass crap, oh, disgusting. Gotta stop that. Gotta I, stop I that. hate that.
1: Yeah. Petri, I don't like the drop. I don't like that, and I don't like their their dump and chase, and then they send in their small guys after.
0: Well, it doesn't matter which way you use it; it's all dump and chase. Because Petrie, at one point, wound up around the net, cut through two guys. He was almost at the blue line. And then he did a blind back pass to Caulfield who was almost completely covered. And then Caulfield just had to dump, it was a dump in. So it ends up being a dump and chase every single time they do that back pass. I know it's designed to create a timing where you, you get the defenders flat footed so you can pick up a step on the chase, but they're not getting that. So stop doing that. (laughs) But once they were in the zone, I noticed that they were a lot crisper with their move, uh, their passes and yes. their puck movement. They were, they weren't just static. They weren't sitting still. They were moving, they make a pass and the whole five man unit would shift. They would change the, the shape of their coverage, forcing the defenders to come out of their little diamond up the middle and go at the puck carrier who was able to use that little bit of a seam to open up some space. And they got some decent chances. And, and um, Hoffman, of course, being Hoffman.
1: Yeah. Another thing that I noticed from this game, um, not talking about the power, power play, was Romanov. And I yeah. thought in the last two games, even though the, the game against Seattle was something that I don't even want to think about anymore, he was still putting in effort. Towards the end of the game, he blocked a couple a couple shots and I thought that carried over into his effort into this game. And uh, he scored his first of the season after, uh, after Joanne battle, you know, battled for a puck, he got a puck back to him and uh, Romanov had his first, but he was yeah. throwing the body. He was very physical in the game. And then he dropped the gloves in the final, uh, the final <laughs> seconds and, uh, yeah. and held and held his own in there. And um, I, I, I think his confidence is starting to grow. And when we went into the start of the year, he looked, I'm not going to say he looked like a broken player, but that's all the only real analogy that I can think about right now. He just didn't seem like the, uh, he just didn't seem like he had any confidence. And now the last two games, he's he's building that up. And I hope that continues. And, yeah. and then maybe when a guy like Edmondson gets back, I'm not going to say he can be a little bit more sheltered, but he will be. M- but maybe some of those tougher minutes, maybe some of those tougher matchups aren't going to be thrown at him. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's going to build his confidence up that much more.
0: Now, what I've noticed is that he's, he's, uh, he's jumping in the play a lot more. There is, I, it's clear that he's gotten the green light from, uh, from Ducharme to step up in the play and he is stepping up a lot. Now, some of the times the, the choice on when to step up is not the right one, but I would rather he take those chances and still, you know go ahead and make mistakes step up take the confidence that you're building on yourself by stepping into the play by being that fourth man by getting in there try to create some plays and as you go clean it up I mean I would rather he play a little bit more wild and then he can rein himself in because it seems that by doing it that way he's got the confidence to step up and make those hits to step up and make those passes, to take his shots, um, to, because when he wasn't doing that, he was playing too conservative and people were beating him to the outside. They weren't getting hit. He wasn't moving his feet the same way. He wasn't defending as well, but now he's defending much better. Um, his, his advanced stats did not look good in the last game. No, I think, I think he had a, uh, an expected goals four of around 40%, which normally isn't that good. But uh, with Allen playing the way he was, he was able to take a few extra chances. And I like seeing that. I like seeing those chances. I liked his shot. Drew I made an amazing play to get it to him. Uh, I love that hit. It, I mean, I know it's near the end of the game. And he laid a big-time hit. And then the goon comes in to come after him for a clean hit, which I know people were pissed off about. I mean, why are you fighting over a clean hit? But I'm going to it's count the it. New say, it's
1: the new NHL. New NHL.
0: What? But San Jose is showing that their, their locker room mm-hmm. culture is a lot better. It's a lot more tight knit. So yeah. I can understand why it happened. Like he stepped up for a teammate and a buddy.
1: And this is also a guy uh, we're Who's talking there to about fight. <laughs> uh, no well Jonah yeah. Gadjevich, he used to be he used to play please play for Owen Sound. I saw him play a few times, play with Suzuki. And um, he just got picked up off waivers from the Canucks. So this is a guy that's also trying to stay in the lineup. So I can see yeah. why he's why he's doing it because he was a guy, he was a waiver pickup. Do they think that he's gonna be a guy that's gonna stick around and he's doing what he can?
0: He, I think he'll be a fourth liner for them for a while. Yeah. But it, it kind of points to Romanov is not just there. You know, he's not that soft defenseman who's just going to throw big hits and not fight. You know, like the Emlyn. Emlyn couldn't fight because he had the metal plate in his face. Yeah. But he didn't change the way he played. Like he. Right. he but Romanov is stepping in the plays. He's making the plays. Yeah. He's making the big hits, and he'll he'll answer the bell. So.
1: Not I something you want that. to see all the time, but no, occasion, no. occasionally.
0: But it, it it'll show the league that this kid is here he's here to stay yep. and he plays the right way that's right like it's a clean hit and he'll step up and he'll he'll answer yep. the bell it, it, that that code he's following that code and that's right. i'm a little pissed off though because i would love to have seen him get an assist at some point that night so that he could have yeah. had the gordy Howe. <laughs> yeah. yeah he was missing yeah. the gordy how yeah. but uh, I, I really i did like the way he played now caulfield is someone else I was keeping an eye on. And he did not get much ice time.
1: Not as much as what you would want him to. He only played 12 minutes last night. so
0: <clears throat> Just under 13, and that's, 13 and, and, and
1: that's And that's with power play
0: time. Yeah, it was just under 13 total.
1: Right, so. It's
0: disgustingly low. Yeah. And it's not like he didn't play well. I mean, he had a couple of moments where he wasn't quite sure what to do. So he just dumped the puck in.
1: Yeah. But there was also a few times where he had a clean pass and just bobbled it, which has been a story all year as well. Yeah. And, I, and, and I think, yeah, he fell oh, very much so. And yeah. I think he's going to be one another, one of those guys, you know, he pots his first monkeys off the back floodgates yeah. are going to open for him. That confidence, right? The confidence just has to be there. We saw last year um, the confidence that this guy had um, playing in the AHL, playing in the NHL, playing during the playoffs, et cetera. And I just think that he just needs to pot the one.
0: Yeah. He, um, it
1: doesn't matter. I don't care how it goes in. He just needs to, his name needs to be the goal scorer and and it's going to go.
0: He had a couple of decent looks and he got a couple of good shots off, but you know, Nellis or uh, whatever his name is the goalie, I can't remember. Hey, there we go. Yeah. I was having a brain fart. <laughs> he got across pretty quick and he made yeah. some he made a decent save on him. so I, I think if Caulfield can get a goal quickly here, he'll explode and he'll his confidence will come back. Yeah. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't get a goal soon, I think he would be better served to go back down put him in the minors for a few games, let him build his confidence, give him 20, 30 minutes a game, let him go. Just let him play because be, right could now be playing, could be, an yeah, option. yeah. Cause playing 12 to 13 minutes a game is just not helpful. Like how is a guy supposed to build confidence and supposed to get his uh, get into the game when he's normally used to playing 20, 25 minutes a night and he's getting 12. he can barely, he's barely getting into the game. He played 13.
1: I know know what you mean. I know what you mean. However, um, it's not like he hasn't, he hasn't produced. And and, 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 right. And um, you can say that about a lot of other players, but like last night, Josh Anderson hits one from long range. I think he, (laughs) yeah, 190 foot. Right. But I think, (laughs) but I think this is a guy, I think this is a guy that uh, he's been playing. Yeah. The chances just haven't. The chances just hasn't haven't come. But like they just haven't come to. You know, they haven't shown up on the scoreboard. But last night he scored the goal from long range, even though it was a, even though it was an empty netter. Maybe this is going to be the kick in the ass that he needs. Gallagher last night popped his first one.
0: Maybe yeah, he that's took a, the maybe, Anderson right, shot off ex- the chest there.
1: right? Maybe that's yeah. another. You know, it was a Gallagher goal. Maybe yeah. that's another guy that's going to get going now because he's got the monkey off his back. We've already talked about Romanov, um, Hoffman. So far, has come as advertised with the games that he's played.
0: I thought Petrie looked a lot better last night than he had the the every other game this year. Yeah, yeah. He was actually more engaged. He was he was moving the puck well. Yeah. And speaking and, and of Petrie, they really need him.
1: So speaking of Petrie. Um, there were some tweets that went out last night and uh, they were talked about um, how good Petrie has looked uh, or how good um, uh, Savard's looked away from Sherratt or, and then I tweeted out So, well, Sherratt's looked better as well. I just wonder, I just, I, I just wonder what the, uh, what the, uh, the defensive pairings are going to look like once Edmundson comes back. Because are they, they going to revert? Yeah. Are they going? Are they going to revert back to the Sharat Savard pairing, or are we going to see maybe Sharat with Kulak, keep Savard with Romanov, and then have emerson with Petrie? That's what I would personally do.
0: Oh, 100 percent.
1: But what's the coaching staff going to do?
0: Uh, they'll probably put all the defensive guys on the top two pairs and put Petrie on the third. Like you right? know, so like,
1: it's just it's it's really, it's really hard to say.
0: But you're right. I, that that mix of those pairs is a much better mix especially with today's day and age yep. of puck movement and especially with a team built on transition yep. i mean romanov is starting to really get comfortable playing with savard and savard yes. is able to read off i mean he can even take a couple of chances i mean savard does the same move every time he does but, but it's a toe drag shot toe drag okay. shot and it's a reverse toe drag. It's a heel drag. <laughs> it's the, I love it. I love the fact, and it works every time.
1: Nobody, no- nobody expects it from a guy that big.
0: Yeah, I, right. They're like, right, Oh, so- there's no way. And what the hell was that? Well, now it's uh, it's going to drop for him eventually. He's yeah. going to score on that, but for now he's able to take those chances. He, cause he can read off his partner. Now there there's a little bit of a comfort level going and it's, it's working for Savard, but it's more so, able to support romanov knowing that if i jump in the play savvy's got my back um has looked a lot better away from him as well because you're you've got too much of the same on one pair Yeah. so now Sherrod is able to play play off of petrie and he can each one can play to their strengths yes and then Kulak in the game against San Jose, I thought Kulak had an amazing game against San Jose. Yeah, he looked really, really good. He was engaged, for, moved the puck well. Yeah,
1: for me, he really he carried that pairing though.
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent.
1: Right, like that, I'm going to say that is a knock against Niku. He, uh, he yes, he's put up a couple points, which was in his first game. Um, however, the the he bobbled the puck last night off of a clean face-off win. Puck went up the ice for a scoring chance. The guy's very much lost when he's forced to defend. Yeah. Like yeah. the guy, the guy can move the puck. I'll give him that. But you know, that that's always been the knock on him. It, it hasn't been being able to put up points. It's being able to play the position that you're paid to play.
0: He is no he's going to be a third pairing power play type. Yeah. he can if the puck's on his stick he makes the right play he knows how to get the puck up ice he's accurate on his passes he can get shots on net. but the second he's in his own zone he's yeah. lost
1: he's a serious Eric Gustafson with yeah. better hair with better hair
0: way better hair yeah. <laughs> way better I mean that hair is freaking awesome
1: yeah and but and but the thing is what's going to happen to him or what's going to happen to Weidman when Evanson is back, because you're not just going to keep yeah. all these guys sitting on the, sitting on the, sitting
0: at the press box. I think they're going to end up doing a bit of a rotation. Cause I, and they're probably going to move Kulak in and out of there too, for some strange reason. I don't know why, but they don't trust him as much as they should. I mean, Kulak when he's playing, let him go. He played, yeah. he's playing really well, yeah. but I think, with uh, with Niku and Weidman, a little bit of a rotation there won't hurt.
1: I personally think Weidman's going to be the one that's going to stay, and that Niku will either find himself back on or find himself on waivers, and then you're going to think um, uh, Adam Brooks, what's going to happen with him?
0: Um, Honestly, got, I feel if, that Brooks should be playing over pocket.
1: I think he should be too. I think he should be too. But with last night, with them picking up the win and the fourth line yeah. driving as much as the plays, what they did they're unlikely to change the lineup for the next game.
0: No. Yeah, no, clearly. Right. Um, but I would like would, to
1: see Brooks have an opportunity.
0: It would be nice to see pocket win a face-off at some point.
1: I'd like to see that too.
0: You know, yes. just these little things that we're asking yeah, for. Yeah. But yeah. So eventually when they make a change, I think Brooks will slot in for pocket and that'll be fine. I mean, it's not like he's going to, he won't hurt the team. There's no, no substantive upgrade either he's a little bit better on faceoffs not quite as um, not quite as good physically as pocket so there's a little trade offs but overall yeah. I, I feel like it's the same impact so
1: this year in faceoff pocket is 28.9%
0: oh that's better than i thought <laughs> oh no i'm not i'm not even kidding yeah.
1: 28.9
0: he's clearly not there to win faceoffs cuz i i like his game after the faceoff is done yeah. No. He's very, he's a guy. That, yeah. He's
1: physical. He's an in yeah. your face type guy.
0: Does a good job on the cycle. Yeah. Good speed. Yeah. Just not good in the face off circle. No. Eh. Um,
1: and I doing? know, and I know that uh, Perot hasn't been, you know, we, we've talked about him and he probably shouldn't be a guy playing center so far. He's 55.9 in face offs right now. Numbers are a little bit lower, but yeah, um, with the amount that he's taken, but fifty-five point nine so far.
0: I'll take it for now. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little disappointed that he hasn't scored three goals a game since. Yeah, I mean, you know, you and do it once, off,
1: and that he cut off his hair. You know,
0: <laughs> that's why he's yeah. not scoring. Yeah, <laughs> they'll point to those two beers he was drinking at at the uh, football game in Seattle, and yeah. I think it's the haircut. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, uh, back to the Niku uh, situation, though. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not too heartbroken over seventh defenseman. I mean, rotate them in and out. If you want to wave one and, or trade one, uh, Schooneman's right there in Laval. I mean, Schuneman's not exactly a household name, but he has done an admirable job down in, in Laval. He's a very solid defensive player. Who can actually make an excellent first pass? He's got good speed. He's physical. I don't see why he couldn't graduate and get a game or two here and there. And, and McNiven as well. I mean, all the you know, all the talk with McNiven uh, making his public comments about how he's kind of gotten screwed. We're going to see Montambo come in probably against Anaheim, and if he plays the same way in that game as he did in his first game with the uh, the Canadians, I think his days are numbered. So. I can't see why they wouldn't send Montambo down and bring McNiven up. Because yeah. Alan's going to be carrying the load for the most part.
1: Yeah. Hopefully we'll have some sort of um, idea when Price is going to be back in the in the near future.
0: I figure, okay, so it's supposed to be 30 days minimum. And that was on the 6th of October. So probably the weekend before Remembrance Day we'll get word as to whether or not he's going to take another month or he's going to start coming back. Yeah. So uh, whichever he, honestly, whatever he needs do that, yeah. but I, you know, come back, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Any other, any, any other items that you want to discuss?
1: Uh, the only thing I want to bring up is just uh you know the, the some some players are finally starting to get going. And we've seen that uh has played very well to start uh, to start the year. Suzuki's still been a little bit snake bitten. He's had his chances, hasn't found the back of the net yet. He's got four assists. Um I said Hoffman's coming as advertised so far. Anderson just got his first, fully got his first a couple of games ago. Um etc etc the guys that I, there's a few guys that i'm a little bit worried about um and that's uh, armia and Lakinan um
0: Kinda. i just i just don't production see. production wise or game part, play wise
1: production well, a little bit of both a little bit of both i'm seeing a little bit of laziness on uh, armia's part i'm not seeing i'm not seeing the you know, the, the guy that goes into the corners and wins all the battles and produces plays and everything like that. I don't know. I just want to, I'd like to like for my send off, I guess I'd like to see a little bit more out of the
0: two of them. I mean, I'd like to see more offense out of Lekkonen. I really would, Yeah. but um, he's kind of, it's the same as last year. He's all motor and uh there's not much finish ironically Uh, um but but it's not like he's not impacting the game he at least on his part he is consistent every single shift you know what you're going to get with Lekkinen; it's going to be all out effort kind of like uh, gallagher but on the defense you know what i mean with armia i can't argue that i mean he's got he's had shifts where he was dominant like in san jose he had He had this one shift where he was just battling on the cycle. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if he was tired or pissed off. He took a bad hook and call. It's that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to, I'm going to agree with you on Ernie. I'd like to see more consistent play. It doesn't need to be world beater like he was uh, or or the level he was at in the playoffs, but something, something similar, but consistent.
1: That's right. Um, another I like thing, the
0: fact Suzuki is stepping up though.
1: Yes. He is.
0: That, that, uh, that bodes well for the Canadians.
1: Another thing, uh, the San Jose win first win since 1999. Craig Reve scoring the winner.
0: <laughs> it's the first regulation win since 1997 in San Jose. It's insane. Like I was still in the army when these two <laughs> games happened. That's how long yeah. ago this was.
1: Yeah, that's insane. And Ooh, then oh uh, we'll throw in another stat. Um, I know Eric Engels talked about it. Um, the shutout that Allen got was the second most saves made by a Canadian, the goaltender for a shutout, with 45 since I believe it was Plant at 52. Cool.
0: And it wasn't it wasn't a bunch of gimme shots either. That's There right. was he a made, lot of yeah. hard ass. There was some saves quality there. saves there. Yeah, yeah. You fucking earned that one. That's for he sure. Did. He did. So does him being from New Brunswick? Does this mean the Irvings have to give him a present?
1: Probably. Yeah. He they, uh,
0: he gets a free tank of gas. They probably next time? All,
1: they probably already own one of his kidneys or something anyway, right? So.
0: Well, don't they own everybody's kidneys there?
1: Yeah, I don't have one. I'm missing
0: mm-hmm. a kidney. As soon as you leave New Brunswick, <laughs> it, it, it's on loan, right? You leave the province, you have to get one up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's because the Irvings own everything there.
1: That's very true. Um, very all
0: true. right. So uh, I guess that covers everything we're going to cover in this episode. We're going to have a couple more episodes uh, coming out in the next little bit. We're going to wait for Treg to come out because I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the NHL and you might be disappointed that we didn't cover some of the really deep heavy topics in this episode but it's unfair to not have our full crew here so we're going to tackle all of the more in-depth issues when we're all here and that way it's it'll be um you'll be able to get more of our our reaction and more so so that we could just pick on Trig. so uh, i want to thank everybody for listening I want, you to, I want to remind you, uh, as we record, it is the 29th of October. Today is the first day that you're allowed to wear your poppy. Please do so. Um, it's to honor our war dead. It's to honor those who have served and have sacrificed so much. It's not a political statement. It's just, hey, I support the people who did these jobs. I want to thank them you may not, uh, you may not agree with war, you may not politically side with the military, but it's about the people. It's not about politics. Um, So I ask you to please wear one. Remember those who've served, remember our fallen. And I want to thank you for listening, Uh, tuning in to a show that uh, unfortunately, we, we had a bit of a week there where we didn't have much, but Thank you for che- uh, checking in with us. Thank you for listening. And thank you for making us one of the many shows that you listen to. We appreciate being in your rotation and we love interacting with you. So uh, thank you very much. And remember, if you were talking about it, so are we. Abs Unfiltered has special sponsors. Uh, go to seatgiant.ca to save 35% on all your fees when purchasing tickets to NHL, CFL, Major League Baseball, concerts, whatever event Sea Giant sells, use the code UNFILTERED20, save 35% on your fees. Go to builtbar.ca and save 10% using the code UNFILTERED20 on your purchases online. Go to East Coast Lifestyle and use the code UNFILTERED20 to save 20% off your purchase of any clothing at East Coast Lifestyle. Also, Lift Life, go to liftlife.ca and use the code HABS10 to save 10%. And for a special promo until Christmas, Habs Unfiltered will be selling t-shirts in conjunction with 514 shirts. If you purchase one of our shirts, the entire profit for the sale goes to Vets Canada, Vets Canada does work to end veterans homelessness across Canada. So let's help a great cause and wear a great shirt. and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers.